This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? I know it's tough now, but things will get better. How do you know that? What if it just gets worse and worse and worse to the point where we can't even be in the same room with each other? I'm not great at the advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? <laughs> BFM 89.9. It is 7.41 and you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. And today it is... Uh, it's neither a review, nor is it a throwback. No. Yeah. Um, instead, what we're doing is a tribute, really, to a friend, um, to Matthew Perry specifically, who passed away very, very suddenly um, on October 28th. So uh, I think it kind of broke over the weekend. People were in shock. There have been lots and lots of memes and lots and lots of posts about it. And we just thought we had to. Yeah, I mean, um, you said a friend and that's both capital and I think for many people, lowercase as well. Because um, Chandler Bing, alongside the five others that were at the heart of the show, Friends, became a part of so many millions of people's lives in such significant ways. Not just when the show was airing, but subsequently because of repeats and, and, and reissues and, and being able, uh, able to watch it on streaming. I must say this one hit hard for me. Um We've talked about how big a part Friends plays in, in our lives, um, how much we watch it. We did a whole um, a whole thing around the reunion, right? Um, and I think it was also sad because on the one hand, the, the, the Chandler Bing that we knew from Friends, uh, for me, he was my favourite character. Um, but also his Matthew Perry struggles outside of the show, he was very open about them. And in, in many ways, you could actually see those struggles manifest physically on the show. For me, that had a sort of odd, bittersweet quality about it as well. Um, and then hearing about his death, I think it, it, it's still something I'm trying to process, to be honest. So Matthew Perry um, passed away at the age of 54. And I think we, we keep saying friends before we get into uh, Miss Chandler Bong and, and all, the, <laughs> all, all the, the Chandlerisms that there is to talk about there. He did a number of other things. He also appeared on a variety of other shows, including Ali McBeal and West Wing. Um, there was a short-lived series, uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. There were also a number of movies, including Fool's Rush In, uh, Three to Tango, The Whole Nine Yards, Serving Sarah, um, 17 again. And so he, he did a number of different things. But I think you're right in pointing out that actually he was, I mean, best known as Best known as a cast member of Friends is a no-brainer. That that is likely mm. to hold true for um, all of them, really, in in the obituaries. But the the other thing that, and this is, I guess, the two sites that we're going to talk about today. His book came out last Late year. Late last year, yeah. Um, and it's uh, so it was his memoir, and he wrote in that, um, of course, a lot about his life, but so eloquently as well about his struggles with addiction. And, and those are the two sides of the coin. I think let's start with his comedic performances, though. Let's start with the comedy, because um, he was a very, very gifted 
performer, um, a very gifted comedic performer. And it's very easy to say that, um, especially with the could I be any ch- more Chandler, um, you know, or, or all those kind of verbal tics, Yemen. Um, oh my gosh, Yemen. <laughs> it's, it's very easy to kind of think that um, a lot of Matthew Perry's performance rested in that sarcastic tone or that ability to get it. But actually re-watching Friends, as both you and I have done many times, uh, makes it clear how much of the performance was also physical. Um, how much of it was his face contorting and his body reacting and the leaping and the, the jumping on people and piggybacking on them as they try to like knock him off. Um, you know, all of that stuff actually adds um, a lot to the laughter. You have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. <laughs> um, no, actually... Cutting that clip even, because I was trying to find the quintessential Chandler clip. And it's weirdly difficult because his role in the show is also kind of interesting, right? You said reacting. A lot of times, even when he's not doing the sarcastic line, he's reacting to people's, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. And his face is a thing of joy. It's hilarious. His body language is so funny. Um, And since then, um, particularly because of the gift of bloopers and behind-the-scenes clips, we've come to also hear how much of a hand he in particular had in uh, adding humour to the lines as well and in adding humour through his delivery or sort of workshopping lines until they were funny. Um, I think... I think it isn't a stretch to say that Matthew Berry was probably one of the best comedians in that cast. They were great as a set, but I think he was genuinely funny. And you mentioned the memoir, and that comes through even in his writing, right? The way he uh, juxtapositions very dark things with sort of these lines that I can only describe as hearing in Chandler's voice as I read the words. Um, I, I got down a rabbit hole of watching his funniest clips. I will say, though, that... The, the reason many people also love Chandler is because there was that sarcastic, sometimes insufferable Chandler. But as the seasons went by, we also got um, loving boyfriend Chandler. Okay. Best friend Chandler. Can I just say, um, and, and I want it on record, I think I've said this before, that actually Chandler and Monica, um, and maybe in that order are the best friends out of the friends. Yes, that, that they yes. are, in fact, the most supportive friend members of this group, that at various times the others are outright selfish or, you know, do things that don't make sense or, in the case of Phoebe, often don't pay attention to anybody else's life. <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's fine. These are quirks. But um, the older... I, I think the older you are, the more you revisit friends and, and watch it again, um, the more it feels like that thing that you're searching for from a sitcom is the is the comfort right of being in the company of good friends and that in many ways is why watching it now i actually gravitate a lot towards chandler and monica not as a couple but as friends, because I'm like, you guys are actually the best. You're the most supportive. You are still funny and still ridiculous and outlandish, but also often just the the most realistic depictions of what it would mean to be a friend or what it would mean to be friends with these people. Matthew Perry's Chandler seems to me like a friend I'd like to have in real life. Um, I would be happy to have a friend that I could see, well, I think all the time and practically every day and maybe even live with as it seems like on the show. I would love to be friends with Chandler. It's also, um, I think just before we go for the break, I, I wanted to say that 
I think this is a pretty well-known fact by now, but Chandler was the hardest to cast. Um, mm, yes. they, they struggled a lot with Chandler. They tried out different people. Um, they weren't necessarily sure, actually. I think what they said was that they started to believe that he was just a poorly written character, that they had failed the character because the casting was such an arduous process and they just couldn't get it right. And then he came in, he opened his mouth and they were like, there's the voice. And I, I think that's significant because we've done super cuts and um, all sorts of shows before all about the beauty of casting, mm -hmm. um, getting it right. And of course, in this case, getting the ensemble cast right is so important. If, if they had been awkward with each other or if it just hadn't worked for whatever reason, it's not going to be as fun. Um, but knowing that they struggled with Chandler and frankly, if Chandler had been annoying <laughs> or, or if Chandler had been, um, I don't know, insufferable, the, the whole thing would not have worked. Chandler could have so easily been annoying if it's not for the fine tightrope performance. The verbal yes. quirks alone. Yes. Um, I actually just wanted to very quickly read a tweet by Veer Das, which I think is such a great assessment of the character and Matthew Perry. So he says, uh, Veer Das is a comedian and he says, in most great comedy scenes, there's a character who is the audience. Very tough character to pull off. Matthew Perry was that on Friends. The one who, like us, sees how idiotic this all is. It's super hard to combine that with being silly yourself he walked that line perfectly. And I think that actually really captures how underrated Matthew Perry's contribution is to the character of Chandler. We're talking today about the life and work of Matthew Perry after his uh, passing um, over the weekend. Let us know... Um, I, I guess the question is really, are you sad mm. about Matthew Perry? Um, you know, do you have favourite scenes or moments involving him? We want to hear. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Because freedom matters. BFM 89.9. How would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as somebody who uh, lived well, loved well, um was a seeker, um, and his paramount thing is that he wants to help people. That's, that's what I want. BFM 89.9, it's 7.51, and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. It's a bit of a sombre episode. Uh, we're not really talking today about a show or a film. Um, instead, we are talking about the life and work of Matthew Perry, who, of course, played Chandler Bing um, on Friends, who passed away over the weekend and shocked a lot of people. I think mm. the, the reverberations are still continuing to be felt by a lot of fans. And I think um, before we talk about his work outside, of Chandler, I think um, it is significant to say that uh, a huge part of um, a huge part of what he's been talking about in recent years has been addiction. Um, that that he hasn't really been that active as an actor and a performer, and that is partly again due to his health, partly due to his addiction. So, in many ways, um, what's been happening since then has been him writing a book, um, going on a variety of talk shows and, and settings in which he spoke about that book, and specifically saying, not distancing himself from Chandler, um, but saying that that's not the only thing he wants to be remembered for. Yes, and he's in fact supported and, and started a number 
number of different uh, centres for rehabilitation, particularly for men suffering from addiction issues. Uh, the book itself is very much about that as well, right? It's called Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing. And um, that big terrible thing is, of course, his almost lifelong struggle with addiction. Um, and I think that is actually the the sad other side of this character that brought so many people so much joy, right? That the actor off screen was in fact struggling with something that was deeply unfunny. And um, in fact, while struggling, managed to also put in this deeply funny performance. And I, again, find that quite... It's quite a dissonance to to contend with. It also reminds you that the people you love on screen aren't those people. But then I also think it is important to talk about his legacy as larger than just Chandler Bingla. Yeah, because um, he wants to be, I mean, you heard in that clip, remembered for helping, um, but he wants to be remembered, I think, or wanted to be remembered primarily as um, somebody who helped others with addiction. And it, it's something that dogged him through his life. I, I, I find it very sad um, kind of listening to him acknowledge that actually he doesn't remember chunks of yeah. friends, um, that he didn't feel anything when the show ended. Or when he watches them, he only sees the different different periods of addiction in his life. Yes. And therefore he finds it difficult to watch. Yes. Um, so maybe... Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that, that um, perhaps reading the book uh, when... When you have the time or the headspace, um, maybe a, a good way to kind of continue that legacy if you are a fan and, you know, find yourself feeling quite adrift or feeling sad. Um, friends, lovers and the big terrible thing. So as a film star, though, if I can just say this is I know we're talking about Matthew Perry, but I think that this is a perennial television star problem. It's also certainly a perennial friends, um, yes. specifically the friends. Um, they've had this issue of making that leap from small screen superstardom, really, into parlaying that into big success on the big screen. And in this regard, Matthew Perry was no different. Because I, I think a lot of his roles were really leaning on the things that we knew he could already do with Chandler. Yes. Um, you know, to be fair, right, um, I was such a big fan of Friends um, at that time that when they went on to do even sort of these not so great projects outside, movies and so on, um, I was there for it. And I remember, uh, for instance, when he did Fool's Russian with Salma Hayek, I was so into that movie, partly because Salma Hayek was just fun to watch. Um, he was pretty much playing a variation on Chandler. Um, but, you know, like you said, I don't think there was anything inherently wrong with his character or performance. It is that people already have Chandler, right? Yeah. So do they want more of that on, on screen? And, and I think that's actually something that he continued to struggle with despite the things that he's chosen to do. Um, another project that I genuinely thought was really good was the Aaron Sorkin show, the uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, it's meant to be a a sort of behind-the-scenes send-up of SNL. Um, and I thought he was so good in that. It was a sort of edgier, weirder take on the character that we... Again, I feel like I'm even diminishing it by keeping on comparing it to Chandler. But 
it was a different sort of Matthew Perry, right? And I really thought that show would fly, but it didn't. Maybe it came too close to Friends. Yeah, th- that seems to be the the main issue. Like I said, it, he's it's not unique to him. Um, they have all struggled with it. I think uh, um, it's why David Schwimmer also go- works behind the camera. Yeah. You know, Lisa Kudrow does, um, ha- has actually tried to morph very, very far away from Phoebe. And so there is this concerted attempt to just not be that. Um, I think we've, we've got a couple more minutes. Um, are you re-watching Friends at the moment? Oh, this is such a good question. At the moment, anytime any clips pop up on, on social media and lots of people are posting tribute clips, I'm getting a little teary. Um, so not yet, I think. It's the Robin Williams problem. And I hope it doesn't stick around because I love me some friends when I and I have some downtime. At the moment, it makes me a little too sad to watch um, Matthew Berry on screen. I've heard, um, I, I think a few people have pointed out that, I've, I don't think I've had this experience. A few people have pointed out that the first cast member who passes away of something, um, you know, it tends to affect or it can affect the way you view the show. Um, it's not something that I, in recent memory at least, that I can remember experiencing. Um, I understand why though, for this exact reason. Having, because Friends is on Netflix and because Netflix responds to um, current affairs <laughs> um, more often than not, um, it, it's currently being pushed onto the screen in such a big way, right? It's trending. They, yes. they, you know, it's like, rewatch this. And, and Don't know how I feel about that algorithm. Yes. Um, is it an algorithm? But, mm. you know, um, I, I also, like you, I think am not yet in the mood. Um, I did want to say, though, because we are kind of talking about both light and dark in today's show. And one of the things that Matthew Perry also acknowledged was that he is a perfectionist, that he has an obsessive approach to to things. Um, it's something he spoke about during the reunion as well, why, why sometimes it was difficult, why he was racked with anxiety, yes, yes. along with other things. And um, knowing that, I think it's quite beautiful to watch how very often pitch perfect his performance was. Oh, yes. And and if for nothing else, I think that's why I will eventually return to the show. I mean, um, you will also partly because it's that kind of sitcom. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I do think I might end up being a little sad. And I just wanted to say to everything that you just said, sometimes it is also the collective like generational realization that so much time has passed, right? So the passing of someone like Matthew Perry from Friends represents that to a generation of people. And that makes people very sad. But hopefully, um, in time, folks will revisit his work yes. um, and find find comfort in that. Um, I, I don't want to overstate it. I know that people often say, oh, you don't know the celebrity personally, and, and that's fine, and that's as it should be. But this, I think, is proof that television stars do hold a very particular oh, absolutely. spot in the public imagination and, and in how we think about people. And it's very much been proven to be true in the case of Matthew Perry. They become your friends. Yes. Um, So we've been talking today about the life and work of Matthew Perry, uh, perhaps most famous for playing Chandler Bing on Friends, who passed away on October 28th, 2023, at the age of 54. Um, If you'd like to share any of your favourite memories or uh, scenes involving... Matthew Perry. Uh, let us know. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Hi. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.